welcome to this presentation of Bethel Family Church. We hope you enjoy listening and that it helps you to grow closer to Jesus. Today, I have titled my sermon, Interrupted by the Holy Spirit. Basically, what I want to talk about is being interrupted by Jesus when we're busy and we're doing stuff and we don't want to be interrupted. Who likes to be interrupted when they're watching a really good movie? Like who wants like the phone to ring or the kids to run in and like interrupt their movie? No one, right? This is going to be like another one of those times where nobody responds back. (laughs) You don't have masks on anymore. It's really cool. Last time I think you all had masks on when I was up here. I just I want to talk about how we get caught up in our day-to-day living. And But first of all, I kind of want to use this example. And I've been walking. God's been showing me stuff. And so this is Daisy. If you haven't met Daisy, haven't been to our house, she jumps on people and barks when they talk because she likes to be part of the conversation for some reason. And so I try to go on a walk most days of the week. Let's just say that. I try. I choose to go out bush. And what I found when I'm walking is that I tend to look down so that I don't trip over. This is what I'm looking at usually is the dirt road, right? So I don't trip over, so I don't fall over because I have pretty bad balance. I have bad ankles, you know, like they roll easily. So that don't walk into things like dog poo. Yuck. Yeah, so I can avoid those things. I finally just go, you know, you get into a rhythm of walking and you're just like, just looking down. Then something sometimes catches out of the corner of my eye. A kangaroo. I haven't seen many lately. This was like a couple of years ago when it was like, we didn't have much rain. So the kangaroos were coming in close to the houses. Sometimes I could be walking and... I could just see something out the corner of my eye and then, like, it's, like, there. Like, probably as close as, like, maybe Gary. Like, and I'd be like, wow, the, like, kangaroos let you get that close. Like, so God had sort of, I felt like sometimes that was, like, God getting me to stop and look at what was around me and go, oh, like, wow, like, there's kangaroos. There was a, another day just recently, only about a month ago, that I was walking back there along the fence that you can see, just, you know, focused again on the road, just, like, going, and I sort of looked up a bit and looked at the fence, and, like, the the fence just has all the weeds on it, and something caught my eye. And it was this... It was about the size of a mouse, like, it was really small, and it was a bat, like, at about... 10 o'clock in the morning on a warm day, sleeping upside down on this flimsy weed. Like, it was, it was like really cool. In everyday life, we can feel like we're just walking on this dirt road, right? It's boring, it's mundane, it's the same thing. Like, if you've gone walking out in our salt bush, it's, it's pretty much the same, right? like dirt road, salt bush, there's no pretty green things. Although the other day there's like, there's a big cactus that grows out bush. I was going to put that photo in, but I didn't put it in there. And 
it suddenly has purple, I don't know if they're flowers, it doesn't really look like flowers, but it has all these purple sort of what would be a cactus flower all over it. That was really cool. Anyway, back to what I'm talking about. Sometimes we get really tired, right? Because we're moving so fast. Do you find that your daily routine is like go, 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 okay, got to get here, got to get there, got to do this, my work, schedule, cooking, dishes, dinner, like we are on the go constantly. I found that in doing that, that there's, sometimes there's just no space for God in that and found that God kind of gets a time with God kind of gets a little bit further away because we're just so focused on all of the day-to-day living and all of that stuff that we're doing. Have you noticed that when we are caught up in the present, like how much pressure we can feel and stress that can give us and you can you'll know this by some of these signs it'll be you might feel discontent like you're really unhappy with life things like this have come to my mind why aren't the dishes done yet someone else is responsible for them if it wasn't me that day to have to do everything myself you might feel discouraged Like everything is going wrong today. You know those days when just nothing seems to be going right? Nobody cares about me. That anger or frustration just starts to build and build and build. And the question is why is this so hard? And in our busyness, I don't know if you've noticed, but you can get really lonely. And you start having those feelings of loneliness because we're so busy doing our day-to-day stuff, getting everything done and bored. Doing the same thing over and over again, like the dishes and the laundry and the going to work. What is this life all about? All of those sort of kind of questions. And our focus begins to become really, really negative as the stress builds up. So what if in those moments you were listening to the Holy Spirit? It's been something that God's been challenging me with and that's why I brought in the, you know, a few of the pictures of my walk is that when I'm on my walk, I have this focus. Like my focus is, okay, if I'm, if I'm going on a walk, I'm going to listen to this song or I'm going to listen to this sermon or I'm going to just pray about this or I'm just going to go think about this or I don't want to think about anything. I'm just like, it's my agenda. I'm going for a walk. I'm getting some exercise or whatever it is. And then just those moments that God has been reminding me, just look up, like look around, like what can you see? What is going to be in that moment? And so I want to encourage you today to... Be distracted by the Holy Spirit. What, does, what, what has he got for you on the daily mundane tasks in those moments? <laughs> I was talking with Caleb about this. Um, I, was, I was, to be honest, I've been struggling over, over this one. I had the idea, struggling away. And, and he kind of said, well, how about the story of Mary and Martha? 
I don't mind that story, but when he said it, I'm just like, oh, that story again. I don't know if you've heard the story of Mary and Martha very often. Shall we read it? Because I wrestle with this one. Have you got your Bibles? Do you want to look it up in your Bibles? It's Luke 10, chapter, 38, uh, chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. One of the things that stands out to me here is when Jesus says, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. How often do we get so focused on all the details that we forget to spend time with Jesus? I don't know about you, but like that's, that's kind of me. It's kind of why the Mary and Martha thing kind of like, you know, I wrestle with this one because I'm like, I'm saying to Caleb, but... But like, you know, um, all of those things, they had to be done, right? Like if Jesus was coming for lunch, wouldn't you want it to be perfect? You're like, there's all this cooking to do. There's like all of this, this food to prepare. And sometimes I've, I've, um, I've done this. Instead of like listening to the point of this story and stopping to spend time with Jesus, I think, okay, well... Perhaps while I work, I'll spend time with Jesus. So I'll go to work. I'll pray before I go into counselling. I'll put music on in the car. I'll, you know, pray before I go to bed. Or I'll read one verse over I have a quick coffee before I go to work in the morning. Like all of those things are really, really good. Like don't get me wrong. But where is the time that we spend with Jesus? Are we sitting at his feet? And I could tell you that I was not doing that. Over the last year, I really came, like all of that stuff for me came to a head. Having a busy life with four wonderful teenagers and young adults in my house, working really hard, having, you know, lots of clients, then there's the housework to do. Then there's, well, when Hannah was here last year, there was running to ballet, back and forth to ballets and music and music practices and running children's church. I came to a point myself where I got burnt out. The professional term is severe adjustment disorder, if you wanted to know. And I don't know, not many of you probably sort of know that that's the point that I got to. I just had to stop. And in that moment, I really felt that God showed me through professionals, like going to see a psychologist and going um, and having some mentors in my life, that I had to learn how to stop and spend time with Jesus. 
And unfortunately, I took myself to the brink, to the edge, where stopping and spending time with Jesus was forced. It wasn't my choice. And so part of, I suppose, my heart in sharing this with you today is to say, you know, if you learn from my mistakes and you do this before getting to your burnout point, you, it'll be better for you. <laughs> it'll be so much better to learn that before you get to that burnout point and you have to stop and everything has to stop around you and you feel like a failure and that everything has fallen apart. The last time that I talked, I preached... I'd said, I had said in that sermon that I had a part two, but this isn't actually my part two. Um, I, but in that sermon, I talked about how important it is for us to listen to the Holy Spirit's voice, that Satan's voice often brings those negatives and he'll start telling us how bad we are. He'll start telling us maybe even how annoying that person is next to us, that how easy it is to listen to those negatives. Like, I don't know why and why we let those be louder than our positives because the Holy Spirit's voice is so much better to listen to and feels so much better. And so when I talked about this, I talked about how we need to enter into the presence of God to be able to listen to him. And I listened to this sermon by Robert Morris and he explained it in this way that I hadn't really heard before about the presence of God is with us. He's always, he's, he's always here. He's always around us, but we don't always step into it. And he likened it to a relationship. So if I want to have a good marriage and a good relationship with Caleb, I need to spend time with him. We can be in the same house, but if we're not in the same room and actually talking to each other, then we're not really in each other's presence. Does that make sense? And the same as with Jesus is that we can acknowledge that he's around us and that he's there, but if we don't step into that relationship with him and into his presence with him or invite that in, in with us, then... Like, we're not having the relationship that we need to have with him on a daily basis. So, one of the other things that we often do is there are lots of negative things around us. And I don't know if you find that there are negative people in your life. Perhaps you feel like there are enemies, (laughs) people who don't like you, people who treat you badly. And so we kind of begin to avoid them, avoid that kind of wonder, you know, what's kind of happening, God? How come, where are you, where are you in all of this? And we also get really just caught up in our day-to-day living in avoiding all of that. A really, really good illustration that I had is in Two Kings. Here is Elisha. He is camped out with his servant. A bit of background to this story is that the king of Aram was at war with the king of Israel. And every time the king of Aram went to like put his army out to go get Israel, Elisha would tell the king of Israel, don't, don't go there. And so all the time his plans got... When the king of Aram found out about Elisha, 
he sent his army to go find Elisha. We will just read it here in 2 Kings 6.13. Go find out where he is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back. He is in Dotham. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. And Elisha, don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. I think this is a really good moment of seeing how God, when we allow the Holy Spirit to open up our eyes, he's got us covered, he's got our back. Now, some of us might not be able to see angels, and you know, some people have that gift of being able to see angels. And, but we can just know that the Bible says that he sends angels to, to surround us, to look after us, that they're there for our good, and that Jesus is always with us and always looking out for us. And so in the day-to-day stuff and in the times when we feel like maybe our enemies are surrounding us maybe the enemy could even be the the enemy of like work and the mundane stuff and sickness and the things that just keep on keep on like feel like they're just pulling us down I just want you to be reminded that you know if you opened your eyes to the spiritual world around you I wonder what that would look like If you prayed and said, hey, God, where are you? Like, open my eyes, show me, are you here? He he will meet you in that place. I know he will. He's done it for me so time and time and time after again. So in that day-to-day stuff, how can we then prioritize spending time with Jesus? It's not easy, is it? Not any reaction. Is it easy to spend time with God? Is it easy to make time? Uh, no one wants to admit to it, maybe. I don't know. Like, it's not. Like, I, like I'm going to stay. It is not easy, right? Because there are so many demands, so many things to do. And our work, like, our society has so many work pressures as well. Like, go, 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 do this, work long hours, be here. You know, like... I, I know I talk to so many people who work out at the steelworks or, you know, for the... For, for a company that's, you know, around the steelworks. And, you know, the, there's always this, you've got to meet deadlines. You're trying to not lose any money. And, like, the pressure is on to keep on going and to keep on doing stuff. And it's really hard to stop. I, I look at what COVID has kind of done in society. And I know, like, it's, COVID is not good. Okay, I'm going to say that first. It's not what God intended for us to get sick and to, to, li- to be living in fear. But I can also see God's purpose in it because having s- to stop. There's like in society, so many of us have just had to stop. 
be in a close contact, if you've got COVID, and you don't just have you're not you know you don't just stop for a couple of days and then go back to work. You know we've had to stop for that long length of time, haven't we? I don't know if any of you have had that those moments where you've who has who has either had been in isolation for seven days at least. Who who here has? Yeah, most most of us, right? I don't know if you remember what, like, if you go back and think about those times, if it hasn't been all that long ago, it won't be too hard. But, like, everything has to stop, right? And I know, like, for me, it was like, oh, okay, I can't go do this, or, oh, we have to stop that, or I have to reorganise all of that. I had that on my schedule. And it kind of is a bit strange for us, like, to have to stop. Like, but I think that God has used that for his good, to help us to stop and to give some people rest. And I know that certainly some of my clients have found that that moment, like it's almost like, oh, I'm a close contact. <sighs> I get to stop for a little while. And if we're feeling like that in our lives, then maybe something has to change. Now maybe our relationship with Jesus needs to get closer, our time with him. And like I know, I've had four young children. So parents with young kids, I know. I know what it's like to be busy always looking after kids and taking them to places and doing things for them. But I also know how important it is for us to put Jesus first and to prioritise that. Even more so now after I had my just falling apart kind of moment and having to be on full stop. So before I said to you, you know, like those, those things that I would do, okay, I'm going to spend, I'm, I'm really busy, I've got all of these things to do, I know I need to spend time with Jesus, okay, Jesus, I know you're with me, okay, quick prayer, da, 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 in the car, oh, let's put a worship song on, I'm spending time with Jesus, okay, you know, quick coffee, okay, read a verse, okay, I'm spending time with Jesus, and it's just like, it's still, it's just go, 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 and um. I want to challenge you today, like all of those things are really good to do, right? Is to still have Jesus through your everyday living. So yeah, put on the worship music, to yeah, like to, to pray and, and to do all those things as you're going. But I want to challenge you today to take some time out to sit at the feet of Jesus like Mary did. And I know that I can say that pretty easily and not feel bad because that's a hard thing for me to do. I'm not standing here saying like, hey, I do this and it's really easy. It's hard to spend time. It's hard to stop and spend time with Jesus. So here are some examples if you're not sure what to do or how to get started. Because getting started on that is really hard because also when we stop, we are then left with what's in here, our thoughts, and I like we just, I don't know if you have a busy brain, but I do like, and then you just, you stop and you just, if you stop and you think, then you're just thinking about everything that you're supposed to be doing. And so it's about now coming back to Jesus and coming back to like continually grabbing those thoughts and bringing them back and focused on Jesus. And here are some ways. So sometimes I have put on, worship music and sometimes it needs to be on for a little while before I really like 
moved into spending time with him. Like, oh, yeah, that's a good song, and yeah, okay. But, like, it's not just, okay, now I'm going to put that song on and go do my housework. It's I'm stopping and I'm spending time with Jesus. I'm going to worship him. And I sing that song to him. I'm going to put my hands up and worship him. Or maybe I just sometimes just need to sit down on the couch and just think the open palm thing, you know, is just that significance of going, you know, I'm not holding on to it all, God. Like, here you go. Here it is. I'm opening it up to you. And just letting his presence fall. And every time those other thoughts of all those other things that you've still got to do come, Sometimes I write them down on a piece of paper. Okay, then they can go over there or just go, no, like focuses on Jesus. You know, in those moments, I'd even encourage you to get on your knees and to humble yourself before him. Kind of a strange kind of concept, I think we... We don't humble ourselves before people very much, but we don't lift ourselves up much either. We're getting on our knees and just bringing it back to him. Just giving him everything. Another way to spend time with him is journaling. To write down your scriptures that he gives you. Maybe it's just writing a prayer. And your prayer can say like it does in the Psalms, woe is me, this is bad, life is unfair, this is annoying God, help me. He wants to hear that stuff. He wants to hear all of that stuff from you. He wants to hear the good, he wants to hear the bad. Like, he wants to be involved in your life. And obviously... Reading our Bible is like in there really important. And I said this last time I talked as well was that sometimes I might read a whole heap of the Word of God and sometimes I'll just grab a scripture, but not just a quick scripture with my coffee and off I go, (laughs) but just like to read that scripture like two or three or four or five times and go, what does that mean? What is God trying to tell me? And then maybe you could write it down, what it is that God is telling you. But to, to take that moment to just let your thoughts be on him. And so that can also just be in that simple, like praying, just taking those moments to pray. You know, sometimes <laughs> when kids were little, I used to um, go into the toilet and close the door so I could just have time alone. (laughs) I know that's really hard, you know, just to be able to have your own space. You know, sometimes that might have been (laughs) the time to pray. (laughs) But um, another thing that sometimes I do is, is taking time to listen to other people's sermons, to putting on other church services. Now, what can God give you out of, out of what someone else has to say and reflecting on it. But I can't stress how important it is um, and how beneficial it is for your own personal and emotional and spiritual and physical health to stop and spend time with him. 
And do you know, like, I'm not going to put a time frame on it because there's not always a time frame. But it could just, you could start with 10 minutes. If you're not used to being silent with your own thoughts, you could start with 10 minutes and just see where that takes you. And I'm telling you that if you choose to do that and you enter into the presence of God and you just push through those moments that are really, really tough, you won't regret it. He'll be there with you. And he does just give you the peace that you need and strip away all of the things that have to be done. I mean, all of those things still have to be done. But when you go back to go doing them, you will do them with a different heart and a different attitude. And some of those other things that we talked about before, about being discontent and discouraged and stressed all the time, that will change and you will learn how to manage that differently because Jesus is the centre and the focus. And when we spend time with him, we are in the light. When we're in the light, there can't be any darkness. Have you ever been in a light room and there's dark? It's, it's when Jesus is there, it's light and he helps us to see things. So I just really want to encourage you to choose to reschedule your life. And it's coming from a place, a loving heart that says, hey, I've, I'm here, I've been there and I'm still learning it. I still get a bit too busy sometimes. Um, but I'm learning to do this, to stop and to spend time with him. And sometimes we can just be really tired and go, I don't want to, I just want to go to bed and all of that kind of stuff. But I can tell you there's going to be blessing in that. There's blessing not only for you but for your family as well. One of my last little stories that I have for you is that on my walk, one of my walks one day, I was having a woe is me day. I was, everything is bad, everything is horrible, I feel horrible, nobody loves me. And it was also the kind of weather that kind of went with that mood. It was the, there was just, God, I was covered in clouds. And so I'm praying going, God, this is just not fair, and I'm crying, and blah, blah, blah. And then I just like felt like something caught my eye, and I just looked up. And um, in the sky, I saw this. This was the only blue sky. Everything else was clouds all around it. Now, I am not a sentimental type. I'm not really into nature that much, and, you know, like, I don't go, oh, even little things I'm not a plant lady just put that out there I think what Jacob what does that look like what shape is it (laughs) what so anyway if you weren't sure what I if you don't see what I see but I see a love heart I did it's, it's kind of, by the time I actually, because I looked at it and I went, oh, hang on a minute, what? And I looked back up and I went, oh, it's the shape of a love heart. And then I thought, oh, I should take a photo of that. So I'm not very good at taking photos either, just ask my kids who have uh, missed many events. Um, so, yeah, like I so said, by the time I got it, it was starting to move away, but it was like, 
you know, in those moments of praying and being with God, he reminded me that he loves me with a love heart in the sky, which I kind of, it's kind of funny, I don't know, little kind of thing. And I know I showed Caleb and he's like, yeah, right, like, hey, if you think so, you know, like, kind of <laughs> Um, but they're the moments that God speak has spoke to me in you know uh, on are on some of my walks um, and he's reminded me to allow the Holy Spirit to interrupt my day-to-day living there may be sometimes during the day when I'm working so fast and you know I know that there's a moment that I could take but I don't I just keep working that I don't let the Holy Spirit interrupt me and I'm trying to get a little more and more in tune with that when the Holy Spirit is saying stop, that I listen to that and find the blessing in that moment. Um, so as I finish up, the question for you as well is, are you willing to have your time interrupted by the Holy Spirit? Are you willing to take the time to spend with him? Are you too busy? Is there something that you can change to prior, change priorities so that you are spending this time with Jesus? So let's, let's stand up and pray together. And um, Eli, if you can come back, like... Some of the time that we've had in worship today, I thought, you know, and, and the songs even have been, we just want to spend time in your presence, God. We just want to worship. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we just thank you that you do interrupt us. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you come and, and you show us new things and you let us be amazed by what is around us. And Father, I just ask that you will help us to see those things. Lord, that we'll let ourselves be distracted by you and not so much distracted by what the enemy is trying to trying to pull us away to do. Father, just in this moment, I just ask that you'll just show us what, what, can, what can we can give and take, what could just be pulled back on, where we can spend time with you. Father, help us to put down our phones sometimes, to turn off the television and to make a choice to spend time in your presence, allowing your spirit to move. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just pray that there'll be breakthroughs, breakthroughs today in our lives, breakthroughs in our in our schedule, in our time, Lord. Give us extra hours in the day if we need it. Lord, I just ask that those pressures that get put on us will just be roll, just let them roll off of our shoulders right now. Let those burdens just roll off. Oh, Holy Spirit, as we come into your presence. Thank you, Spirit. Thank you, Father. Let there be a release today. Thank you, Father.
just right now, just in this moment, just want to just encourage you just to ask, just ask him now. Just ask him maybe where that time can fit in. Let him show you where he can interrupt your day. Just let him speak right now. In the name of Jesus, we come against the spirit of discouragement, the spirit of discontent, spirit of doubt. We come against you right now in the name of Jesus and we tell you that you have no place in our lives. That we are children of God and we belong to him and we want to spend time with him. And words that have been spoken over us in a negative capacity, the people that we feel that are against us, we come against the spirit that that is sent in, in Jesus' mighty name. And we just pray for a release, a new release and a new anointing over us, Lord Jesus. That those words will turn to ash by the fire of the Holy Spirit. That, Father, you would open our eyes to see the spiritual realm around us. To see and to know, to feel your presence, that you've set angels by our side. That you protect us, that you give us life. Thank you, Father. Almighty God, almighty God. And Father, for today, anyone who is feeling like they're at the end of themselves, feeling that burnout, that, that there's no hope left, that they're just so tired. Father, I ask for a restoration right now. Lord, I ask that you would come and that you would meet that person or those people right where they are right now, Lord Jesus that you will give them a refreshing touch, an anointing touch. And Lord Jesus, that you will show them how to prioritize time with you and how that your spirit, that your presence will make them well again, Lord Jesus. We come against the spirit of depression that tries to grip us and hold us down to pull us back and to stop us from getting into the presence of God. I break that right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Mighty, mighty God. Mighty, mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. As we sing this next song, I just want to encourage you just to keep in that moment of just let those things break off of you if they still feel heavy. Don't go until, that they've, until they've gone, until you feel released. Continue to keep on coming into the presence of God. Let's, let's have that broken, those chains broken in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to today's message. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, head to our website at BethelCRC.org.au or check out Bethel Family Church on Facebook.